back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ticket water cooler, and it is good since Friday. That's why he can't say Rico. He's uh, finished up his uh, sandwich bite over there. I've got my little good sense guy uh, on my cup, holding on to his sandwich. I always like that little logo there. So go out and get your good sense like we do here at 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, we also have our nice little Friday tradition we like to keep going is uh, having Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three on with us. Brian, how are you doing this Friday? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. I can't complain too much. I just associate Brian Munson with sandwiches now. <laughs> Why? What's what's up with me and the sandwich association? What's up we, with that? We talk to you every Friday, and we get good sense every Friday. So, Brian Munson ah. sandwiches. That is very true. And I, yes, I I do now. I'm now I'm getting it. I'm on. I'm. I got you. I hear it. <laughs> yeah, we have more than one reason to get excited on a Friday. And, of course, Nebraska fans have been getting excited over this past weekend because there's more recruiting news. I thought we might be done um, just because of the numbers. But the num- throw the numbers out the window, Matt Rule says, and, and, and company. So what, let's break down these new recruits Nebraska got these this past week, uh, starting out with Ismail Smith-Flores. What do you have to tell us about him? Uh Man, I tell you what, I'm going to see both those kids at Arlington Martin tonight at a basketball mm. game. Um, he, you know, never played never played football before his senior year. You know, six foot four ish. You know, maybe a little taller, 215 pounds. Really, a great athlete. Um, took an official visit to Iowa in the summer. Took one to Rutgers a week, the week before he went to Nebraska. Um, obviously, you know, he was recruited at, at Arlington Martin by, by Bob Wagger to come out and play football for him his senior year. And now he gets to go play college football for Bob Wagger, who will be his position coach at Nebraska. So it's, it's quite a set of circumstances, but he's, he's a real athletic dude. I mean, look, he's not the polished, uh, player that, that, that Ben Bramer was. Let's just, let's just put that out there. Bramer was a, a pretty special talent that got overlooked many, many times when it came to that class until, of course, he jumped out and went to Iowa State. But Flores has got amazing potential. He's got incredible athleticism. Uh, and it's one of those things, too, it's like where he can, can go ahead and, and develop in a great uh, a great set of uh, circumstances because he's got – you know, Eric Gilbert that's coming in. He's got Thomas Fedoni that'll be in the room. He's got the position coach there that obviously he already knows. It's it's going to be really fun because I, I, I let it slip on the board, man. That's my really quiet sleeper on the offensive side of the mm. football. I really, really enjoy watching his, his film. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, you, you mentioned it there briefly, and I, and I kind of want to ask you, too, with Jeremiah Charles, are both those guys playing basketball then tonight? They are. So Flores is kind of coming back from a bit of an injury. He says that he's healthy. Uh, Charles uh, is definitely playing. He has no other type of injury issues that are kind of lingering. That's really what put, you know, Charles on the uh, on the map with Rule was that Coach Wagger brought him out to a, to an Arlington Martin basketball game, let him watch Jeremiah Charles, you know, basically go out there and have four dunks, and that was the four bunny. <laughs> 
you know, uh, tweet that, that everybody saw a week or two ago mm-hmm. uh, before Nebraska offered Jeremiah Charles. It's interesting because Nebraska told Charles on his official visit that they liked him for, for home run balls, and they and they plan on re- they kind of getting it and taking some shots on earlier downs. And I just I find that so interesting because there's five players that are joining this team that are 10-5 or under 100-meter guys. And when you're telling another guy that I can't find a hundred meter time for online, but he's, he's he's a triple jumper, he's a high jumper, you know, he's he's on he's part of a, a four by one team that ran forty four flat, um, so you know he's got some speed. But it's like, man, you know, like you know, you got Bryce Turner who's a who's a ten two guy. You got Malachi Coleman. It's uh, it's pretty interesting that you want to go ahead and say that. But honestly, I think the deceptive thing about about Charles would be if you kind of put him to the field side and there wasn't a lot of overtop coverage, you could go to a fade pretty quick because he's got some hops. Not only does he have speed, he has some hops, and you could just put it up there and let, let him just kind of go ahead and get it against a, a smaller field side corner. Um, but, yeah, that's I'm going to watch both those guys tonight, and, and I, Charles is Charles is, is, is a scorer. He's a he's – a, a, puts in the dunks and stuff like that. And I'm interested in watching both those guys and not getting a feel for what athletically what they look like. Do you think that we'll see guys like Charles? I mean, some of these tracks, uh, speed guys, I know they want to get that speed on the team, but for some of them, like, like, you know, like he, like him in particular, he doesn't have like a high profile in, in football. Do you think it's going to take some time to, to, to get these guys down football wise? Or do you think like you're kind of saying is, you know, once in a while, run them out there, have them run a nine route and be the fastest guy on the field. Yeah, well, I think that that's really the case. I think that what you got there is, I mean, you got some, you got some raw, some raw athleticism coming into the class. You got, you got some polished guys. Joshua mm-hmm. Fleeks is a is a ten five guy, you know, and and he's he was at Baylor, and and he's got obviously some D one experience or anything. You got Malachi over there that's that six foot five dude, uh, and then you then you kind of come across obviously, and you're gonna. You're gonna you're gonna catch a guy like 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 Lloyd, obviously, that's got some more speed, but doesn't really have that height that you know that, that Malachi has. I think they're gonna look for different ways to create different matchups in personnel and, and and get them you know the personnel that they have expose that secondary and and let them go out there and win those one on one battles. So I, I I I really feel like that's what Nebraska fans should start kind of thinking about a little bit more uh, when it comes to earlier downs, taking some shots, you know, putting themselves in some 50-50 situations, but but doing it when there's good circumstances. Now, Brian, what is the di- – like, I, I mean this in the nicest way. What is the difference in the speed recruiting from this, this um, staff and the Frost era when they said that they were going to uh, attempt to combine – the uh, Oregon speed and the Nebraska power. What what exactly is the difference in their recruiting now with the speed? Oh, we lost oh, him. We lost Brian. Oh, I yeah. think that might be him calling back. Just yeah. just hit it to the top. Brian, is that you? Yeah. Uh oh. We lost you for a second. A okay. Right. Let me let me restart the question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I mean this in a non disrespectful way. What is the what is the main difference in the speed recruiting between this coaching staff and the Frost coaching staff when they said they wanted to combine the Nebraska power and the Oregon speed, where they were bringing in guys who were fast um, a lot and and you know everybody got excited for it, but as we all know, it didn't it didn't really pan out. So what exactly is the the main difference between this this type of speed recruiting for Rule and Company and, and what Frost and Company did? 
Well, I mean, to be fair, Malachi Coleman was on the radar for, for Scott Frost, so that's that's kind of one I'd have to kind of exclude anyway about, you know, bringing, bringing him into the, 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 the contrast of the two. Bryce Turner it didn't have a lot of teams or schools really looking at him at all. I mean, he was really kind of down to tr- track options. I mean, he was really going to go out and, and run tracking school. So you, you had – you had basically an, uh, a thing where Nebraska said, we're going to go out and find the track guy, the guy that's really got that legitimate speed, something that sets him completely and totally apart, and that's what they found in Bryce Turner. I mean, if you look at the other side of the football, honestly, that's what you found in, in linebacker fields as well from Oklahoma. I mean, he's a, he's a legit track guy as well, a little bit undersized when it comes to playing like a true second-level guy, but – maybe potentially fits in more as a hybrid, you know, kind of outside linebacker, which playing kind of a JoJo Doman maybe thing, because he can really, really run. So I think what you had there is that you've got more legit track time guys as opposed to bring you in, run the 40, 40 looks good, you know, uh, game speed is, is good, you're, you're, you run this faster than everybody else that's out there on the football field, you're running away from people. I think there's more legitimacy now around, you know, looking for those legit athletic.net track times and getting those guys that have the real numbers. We're speaking with Brian Munson of On3 Husker Online. And, Brian, this kind of comes in from the text line from a, a texter we like to call Wet Blanket. Um, you know, in the in the opening press of the offensive coordinator, uh, Satterfield was talking about you know bringing back the fullback and using the tight ends and and you know running the ball, pounding the rock, and then we hear uh, or we see all of these wide receiver. I mean, there's 17 scholarship wide receivers in the room right now. Are are, are we still um, believing in the the run the ball fullback you know power offense type of type of uh, uh, talk that we were given? I think I would. I, I know that I know it's a little bit misleading based on the numbers and the players that have been added. I think that Nebraska fans have to kind of realize the stable of running backs that were still there. You, when you retain Allen and you retain Grant, you have those top two guys kind of coming back. I think it's a huge lift, obviously, for the class and the roster and, and what you what you kind of feel like you're going to get when it comes to one season to the next, obviously AJ coming off that surgery off, off the, uh, the broken cl- the clavicle. Um, and, and I know, like I said, it's, it's misleading. Um, I, I think what you're, I think what you're still going to find though, is it's got to be predicated on something. There's a, there's an identity. And I think we talked about this many, many times last fall and even <laughs> the seasons before where you just didn't see an identity. Or you didn't know what that offense really was. They just didn't feel like, it didn't feel like there was a flow. It didn't feel like that you, you you knew what they could do well. And I think there's a lot of times this last season where you know Whipple Whipple was kind of in that mode of like, look, I can beat this team I'm up against just by throwing it between Casey and Trey Palmer. And we'll go. I mean, I mean, almost you know, almost put the Iowa win into that category, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really one of those deals there where I feel like they've got that they had that. Strength. They overused that strength, and they they really abandoned a lot of other things. And I think some of that was because of you know you, you didn't want to use Casey's athleticism because you couldn't afford to get him hurt because there was a drop off between him him and other quarterbacks. And I, I I do feel like still you know based on what Rule said you know in his in his public interview recently this week or or what what he said before you know the, the Nebraska the Nebraska fan typically identifies college football and Nebraska you know history 
with the running back position and, and running the football. And, and, and that's something, obviously, that he said he's looking forward to doing that. You tell me i got to go there. To, to be successful in Nebraska, I have to run the football and play defense. Count me in. I mean, that's, that's essentially what he said he wants to do. But don't, don't think for a minute, I mean, based on the players that you said and obviously what you're pointing out, that they're not going to take their shots, they're not, that they're not going to be athletic on the outside because they're very much going to be athletic on the outside. But what does that do? It sets up the run. It, it sets up those situations where you can be successful running the football when you do have those playmakers and you do have to have those guys you know, stay in, stay in man and, 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 bring, and put safeties way back off the football and back those linebackers off the line of scrimmage. That's where you can have success running the football. And uh, one other commit that we didn't talk about quite yet, Demetrius Bell, of course, out of Tennessee, another looking to be a wide receiver. What what type of wide receiver are they getting in him? <laughs> another wide receiver. Um, <laughs> you know, not, not, not a tall guy, a real productive guy, a, a lot of polish, you know, six foot, six foot tall, not, not, a, not a burner, consistent, consistent mm. guy that's, gonna, that's got great hands, that can make some plays. He had so many different impacts on his team this last season. He had he had attempts and, and, and completions as a quarterback. He obviously was receiving the football as a wide receiver. He had rushes as a running back. He had he had some some impact as a punt returner and a kick returner for his team as well. He's just a little bit of doing everything. And I think as you can kind of dial that back and get a guy that's going to be focused really on that on that one area. I think you you've really found a, a, that true kind of possession go to guy that you can that you can kind of you know really leverage you know and, and I think it's one of those things that when you talk about like Kemp and what Nebraska got with him and being that, that number one receiver I think people are kind of figuring in that's going to be you know that's be kind of a guy that I would watch Bell you know coming up under a guy like Kemp and seeing how he's doing stuff I would really want him to pay close attention essentially to how to how basically you know Kemp is doing his business and, and trying to follow in his footsteps and the other recruit that they've they've gotten since that we've talked to you is the transfer I believe Jacob Hood I believe that was this past week everything seems to be go by in a blur these days but uh, Jacob Hood of course the the, the big uh, transfer out of Georgia I guess the question couple questions come up there maybe why transfer from Georgia also is is he the is he the answer at tackle or is he still kind of too young to say that I think it's a little bit too early to say. I think that people are that are penciling, you know, Jacob put in as like the right tackle. You know, like just as it's not the same scenario that we were talking about, you know, a couple three weeks ago with Walter Rouse. Mm-hmm. Walter Rouse had that had that kind of uh, experience out at Stanford, playing in the Pac-12, um, could, had the film, showed that he could go out there and do it. And you, you felt like, okay, I'm bringing in a veteran left tackle for one season as a grad transfer versus the scenario in which you get with Hood. And that is, you know, no film coming off of a, coming off of an injury or even potentially a surgery or two. Um, and you, and you wanted to come in there and you wanted to play a role, obviously, but it's, it's still one of those things. It's like he is going to be. At just about the same, you know, area as everybody else. I wouldn't give him much of advantage, if any, you know, coming into the spring, other than the fact that he does have massive size. Uh, he has seen some really good competition. He knows what the work ethic is, is all about when it comes to being, you know, playing at Georgia. He's, he's seen it now for a couple of seasons. So that those are maybe the only two advantages I would I would really give to him. But I just don't feel like that people can go out there and just just say that that is your true, that's your right tackle. I, I, I think that that's where the hope is into. 
I just don't feel like necessarily that it's it's a it's a guarantee yet. We're gonna have to see on that. All right, one final question for you. We've already taken up your time, but there's always <laughs> a lot of questions in recruiting. Um, I, I guess the, the biggest question here is: Is Nebraska done? And if they are, or if they aren't, um, what happens around the corner now that they're over 100 scholarships? <laughs> no, Nebraska's not done. They've got more stuff going on. So, um, you know, obviously there's what we covered the three high school guys that have already jumped in. There was actually a fourth high school guy that, that visited with them, with Sua Lofoto, uh, Lofoto that, that, that comes out of uh, uh, Bosco Prep Academy out there in Bellflower, California. He's, he's a guy that I, I think – you know, Nebraska is going to get him on signing day. He's taking another official visit this weekend. He's, he's more of an interior defensive lineman. Um, and, you know, we're getting kind of word, too, as well, that there could be another uh, defensive back potentially coming in, but a, another speed guy. I mean, not really that not really that hard to see that he was a 200-meter champion. So got some, con- got some confirming to do when it comes to his official visit. Uh, but it would make more sense just adding adding additional athleticism and size. He's a six two hundred seventy five pound guy. So we'll uh, we'll 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 see what else. But I, I think that Nebraska is really 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 uh, uh, slowing down here. This could be a, a single official visitor. You could have a walk on commitment in Bo Sparks. It's actually originally from Lincoln. Went to Lincoln Southwest up to his sophomore year. Great speed, a uh, lot really productive down there at Jefferson High School in El Paso, Texas the last couple of years. Great stuff, as always. Thanks to you once again, Brian, for uh, updating us on the Nebraska recruiting world. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right, sounds good. There he goes, Brian Munson of Husker Online and on 3. And uh, always informative, always entertaining, and always uh, something to look forward to, as well as our good sense on Friday. So let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll invite Nick in for the crossover here. Happy hour, uh, happy hour coming up just around the corner. We'll do that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.